Welcome to Voices from the Frontlines, your national movement building show, Wake Up and Smell the Revolution. This is Channing Martinez, your co-host and producer of Voices from the Frontlines. Today we have an exciting show with two segments, one about the KPFK benefit that just happened this past weekend and a recap of that benefit. And then second, some really groundbreaking news about Keith Lamar. As you know, Keith is on death row and we have some exciting news about uh his actual date being moved and then we'll hear a clip between him and eric exchanging right before we went to visit keith in ohio um today's show um is really about action in fact i will name that the theme of today's show is about action speaking louder than words and the first action i want you to do is to get ready to call KPFK 818-985-5735. This past weekend's event was a great benefit that featured Matt Cedillo, a poet, um, and Tongo Easter Martin, another poet. And boy, are you in for a treat. Um, I almost feel guilty uh, letting you listen to a clip of these speeches because we all paid $125 to go see them and support KPFK. And here you are on the radio show listening to it free of charge or almost free of charge because what you're going to do to make up for that is to call 818-985-5735. And you don't have to give 125 but you do have to give the amount that you feel is a stretch, Right that it's more than you normally give to KPFK because the situation is unusually, unwarrantedly uh, more than its regular situation. KPFK needs our help, and we should be doing everything that we can to support this station, right? Um, And if you haven't caught my drift, uh, uh, let me sharpen it to say that As a listener of KPFK, we don't want to be in the tradition of the United States that teaches people and people that are stuck here in the United States to be passive listeners and to just receive the oppression and receive anything that is poured into us, good or bad. What we want to do is to be active listeners, right, and to be active organizers that take action, that look at the world critically, right? that actually don't just complain about what's going on in the world, but actually does something. And so if you're not even organizing, the least you can do is call 818-985-5735-KPFK to support KPFK, support Voices from the Front Lines, and I want you to do it now before we even get to the clip, because you will not want to be on the phone when you hear these poets. They are talking about revolution. They are being extremely creative. And they are moving into what I think is where the movement should move, right? Which is on the counteroffensive. Um, as you see, the right is move, has already moved on the offensive, right? They're, not, they're no longer defending anything. They are offending everyone, right? They are moving to roll back affirmative action, which we talked about last week. They're moving to criminalize uh, people who do drag and queer people. 
they're moving to criminalize women, right? And so at some point, we have to stop trying to analyze everything that they're doing and saying that everything that they're saying is wrong. And we have to move to the offensive, right? And say that we have a whole different vision that is wider and broader and speaks to so many more people and is more powerful than there is, right? So call 818-985-5735 to support KPFK and listen to these great poets. I think they're showing us a really great way. So good evening and welcome. Uh, it's my honor and privilege to uh, uh, introduce people at this event. I want to thank everyone for coming. This is a benefit for uh, KPFK, uh, People's Powered Radio here in Los Angeles. I want to thank especially uh, Eric Mann, Channing uh, Martinez, and the other people here from the Labor Community Strategy Center for hosting us here at Strategy in Seoul, uh, make this event possible, really. And uh, uh, just to introduce myself, I'm Michael Novick, the Interim General Manager of KPFK. Uh, this is the 64th anniversary of KPFK this month. KPFK was founded in July of 1959, and 24 hours a day, uh, seven days a week, 365 days a year, it's been broadcasting uh, voices of popular resistance and people's culture and uh, alternative viewpoints about uh, opposition to war and uh, imperialism and colonialism. And I'm proud to uh, be a part of making that a reality as it continues, hopefully, for many years into the future. Uh, tonight uh, is the, also the anniversary of the French Revolution. It is Bastille Day, and uh, that's the day in which the French people rose up and broke open the walls of the prison they said would outlast them all and freed uh, the political prisoners of the Ancien Regime of uh, France and uh, launched, the, at that point, a bourgeois revolution for a democratic republic. And France has had a number of republics since then and uh, is still pretty hot with revolutionary fervor uh, to this moment. Uh, and we have two amazing uh, revolutionary poets with us tonight, and that is uh, uh, Tongo Eisen Martin, who is the Poet Laureate of San Francisco, and thank you, and was described by uh, Gerald Horn, uh, who's another personality who is on KPFK. Gerald uh, hosts uh, the Freedom Now show on Saturdays and often appears on uh, Sojourner Truth. And uh, uh, Tongo is, uh, the, as I say, the Poet Laureate of San Francisco. Gerald Horn described him as the uh, premier uh, revolutionary poet of the day. And he might be contested in that with our other poet, Matt Cedillo. Maybe we'll have a little, little battle here tonight, I know. But uh, no, I think this is about revolutionary culture. It's about intercommunal solidarity. It's about uh, transformational consciousness and the way that consciousness can be applied to material realities to create a culture not only of uh, uh, solidarity, but a culture of resistance and liberation, and to change the world. You know, uh, philosophers said, uh, philosophy is about understanding. Marx said it's about, it's about actually making a difference. And uh, these are two poets who have made a tremendous difference. Matt Cedillo, might be the poet laureate of the LA left, let's say, uh, recently won the uh, Dante Laurel awarded by the University of Pisa, which has been around for several centuries. And, has some idea about what quality uh, poetry is, uh, and to be ranked with uh, Dante Alighieri and is uh, quite a high honor. So I believe they flipped a coin, and uh, uh, Matt Cedillo will be going first, and I'll, I'll leave the rest to him.
Sunday, I left town, Florida Patrick, Dirty Harry, John Wayne, Blackface, Miniman, Moynihan, Gone with the Wind, Breaking Bad. Washington Redskin, Confederate flag, the sword, the dollar, the cannon, the scholar, the cavalry, and the Ivy League history, as written by lightning, is the rising smoke of burning village. The ways in which victors keep their victims fronted be some notes on the state of Virginia extraction, expansion, the winning of the West, Lewis and Clark, Smith and West in a circle of wagon with bloodshed and slave sweat, the crack of the whip, the law of three-fifths, the crown of public king cotton, ten failures of reconstruction, the housing covenants that greeted great migration, the same to the Mexicans and poor Mexico. So far from heaven and so close to Monroe Doctrine, to Davy Crockett, to prison industrial complex, a war on drugs is a war on our young. Bloody Christmas, reefer madness, 15 to life of four ounces East Oakland, West Baltimore, south of La Brea and Auburn, north of Plymouth Rock, Jamestown, the Rio Grande, stolen lives, stolen land. Mm. And another uh, poem, uh, another poem in Spanglish. Uh, this might be the last piece. Um, again, I was really want to express my deep gratitude uh, to Michael, to Eric, uh, to Tongo, and to all of you who have actually come here today uh, uh, in support of the station. Uh, nowhere else but KPFK uh, is going to give me a, a show. And I really do appreciate it and try to, try to use it for, for as long as I have it, which is probably as long as Michael's there. The best possible programming I can. Uh, voices from organizers and people. I've had John on before. John Parker's here. I've had John. I've played one with Tongo before. So, you know, um, many, many people. And Michael's popped in, you know, to tell us that we're not, you know, not raising enough money. So, you know, <laughs> so, it's, it's a great, it's a great, it's, it's family. All right, here we go. Um, last poem. Uh, here we go. No, don't, 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 don't. Fret not. The premier revolutionary poet of the day <laughs> is on his way. I've also been called the best political poet of America. Not that that's important. Not that these things are important. Sam Spurlow Huevas with his grandkids in Spanish on the watchful eye of them with the Virgin Jesus. Make a village out of a duplex raised Catholic, but the roots are indigenous. Several generations of family extension are growing one plot. Hand-me-downs under shared rules, rooms, and reflections. In la catch porque mi casa es tu casa de promises that I'm living. That's palabra. It's like a candle. Burn some sage, pick your saints, set your altar, the sign of the cross. The sound of the conscience, press lift to four directions, that's culture, not contradiction. Folks in the back, they fight for living, fight for teen health from the rowdy section of Dodger Stadium. The hearts still burn with the fire from that Chavez ravine and here, this home of Arena. At 54 cents of the dollar, America's most exploited worker. Neglected, disrespected, underrepresented, presumed incompetent. If she lives life as expected, she'll be labeled statistic. If she manages to outpace them, threaten, they will blame affirmative action. But either way, they will not see her. They will demand her labor paid and unpaid smiling. Her eyes humble and her mouth silent. May the river. Cities past, present, and future. Queen of angels. Invisible to those who flow. Through canyons, lagoons, and cemeteries, whitewashing adobe through a series of fevered dreams connected by a bridge called her back to those who make demands. 
to the stories told to bury the past, the ones that serve to remind her that she works for them, that she is lucky to even have a job here in a pueblo, the Señora La Arena de Los Angeles, the Rio, Puerto Rico, calls La La Land, since the age with the pueblo, 1890s, a brickyard, a bell, built one again, only beaten and shot, only from the Mexicans or dogs, only different rules for a different set of schools, only written at the history of the city. We found as we are priced at the homes of our mothers, yet more and more of rare Los Angeles suddenly discovered, and this is the struggle of our forebears, when profan historia y terras victoria siempre the struggle is real. La lucha sigue, la reina, the signs of the front lines of every fight, holding it down, holding the better half of the sky, fighting for education, fighting for education, fighting for status rights, fighting the media, the workers, at the police, chingla ice, fighting for dignity, hers and ours, all the damn time. Proud and brown and brown and proud of the hearts and hands of backbone of these racists with their two fingers up. We say F Donald Trump. That's not identity policy. It's a cry of the proletariat. And at 54 cents on the dollar, she is the face of this. You see her when you see her pushing some other mother strollers locked behind cash. Resident the third, fourth, fifth, shift the oppressed. Show some respect. Bow your head. Bend the knee. All hail Arena. The once a future queen. Let's talk about the fact that money is death. Down on my last five bucks, 
is what I call this shoe. <laughs> 10 o'clock political education is what I call this dream. I got the job is what I call this blues. <laughs> Two days later is what I call the clip. Man, these capitalists eat until the world is blurry to them. Mm. These streets are made of saliva. There's some people made of saliva too that usually got on uniforms. <laughs> Well, crazy man spins round and round. Try to make a record out of this mass production jungle. Maybe I'll join them, count cash and crap. Uh, these streets are made of saliva and white sheets are worn by a building in which kids are supposed to learn how to read well. White sheets on the highway too. Another man needs their head on a pipe. One down is just one down, but you tell all this to the masses in your teacher will pipeline you. They told me I was jewelry. They told me this is jungle. Well, maybe not jungle, more like 50 machine guns planted in the ground. It's raining faces again in California. What does it say about heaven? What does it say about the people you kill? Waiting lines got so exhausted, a million minds dropped all these faces at once. If the fascists can read the lips of a giant talking in his sleep, we might as well make our demands in prison letters. Today was born the most important trigger finger in the world. Today I begun to count down the pages between now and a pile of books by a tunnel. Chicago is going to walk out of Chicago one day. Babies will drag street signs like old toys. Today, the most important letter left prison. Babies are left in flags like faces that have disappeared. Maybe I'll join them, but for now, these streets are made of saliva. We raise half full glasses to the basements that meant nothing. And the working poor who live there, we get shot. We get white sheets on California where the kitchen table likes to talk as much as the walls and romance on the porch consists of all designing. I mean, in this picture, characters talk spit and know that they're hard to kill. The kitchen table knows this. The porch is almost convinced that one down is just one down. This town is coming to town. A circus watching itself. Half distracted, half suicidal, thrilled children dressed as cops, thrilled children preaching and policing and intaking and hiring and snatching your money. This town's coming to town with tough trademarks to follow. Today, I watch capitalism walk on water. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and people play dead so that they could be part of a miracle. Yeah, guided by teeth goes this country. There's a cow's mouth on the flag. A peculiar notepad holds street life here, but the rider's not here. He's somewhere talking to tombstones about the good old days, the splash of reborn water on his latest face. I'm wondering how his old gun is doing in the afterlife. Wondering how much death trap is in those gas stations. Now it's got to be a million dollars a day on this concrete island. Mm -hmm. New engine in the moon where it never goes down. I mean, 72 straight hours a night, at least according to everyone's posture around here. 8.30 in the morning is really 30 minutes of closing. The city shuts down for a sleepy rap race. Elevators shoot shuffle to the nearest heaven, laughing with rats the whole way up. There are scabs everywhere, in puddles of city and concentrated schools and TV-lit warm rooms that light reveals military fatigue when it hits just right on the ties that are wrapped around the necks of lazy white guys. Empire is too easy, baby. Chant at the walls all summer if you feel like it. Best way for a target to move is shooting back. Running for a tree line made of freeways. Wisdom says against a war machine on Tuesday, you stand no chance, but maybe we be the last poor people to play it safe. Cow's mouth on the flag. The politician raises his hand, and the crowd shows their teeth. And all the guard raises his hand, little kids are not safe outside. You are all high, depressed, and comrades in function. Fifteen minutes of closing, and the city has survived another black rebellion. We just paying dues by trash fires, not just anybody can set. They don't you love how deadly things whisper in a moment, and people kill like feathers fall when everybody's screaming inside. The writer knows that death is not a matter of dignity, rather humor. In a house that smells like rose races, 
nuclear percentages on corn stoves. I mean, here life never was, just lazy matches and manic inhumanity hands rushing away from life towards stoves. What are we doing here? Surviving for no reason in particular. There's nobody gone far today. Nobody go far tomorrow. Trust me, hell and heaven cannot count. Strange gardens with secondhand clothes play, and concrete wishes to be human so that it could be a cannibal. Where they find you drenched, and drains wish to be human so that they could be worthy arms for you to die in. Greet them all, grandson. Prepare for the day when every child is common. Don't say we ghosts didn't write you a poem. <laughs> Celsius warmer, and 
Once upon a time, LA was 750,000 black people in a city of 3 million. And now it's 350,000 black people in a city of 4 million. Mm. What happened to those 400,000 people? What happened to 100,000 people who disappeared from New Orleans? We're one of the few groups that use the word genocide. And we don't use it rhetorically. We use it very carefully. But genocide is when a government systematically works to destroy people. And that's what it's doing for black people, it's doing to Latino people, that's what it's doing, of course, to indigenous people. So here we are in this room that should have had 700 people. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> back in the day, Matt's waiting. We're going to get there, Matt. We're just kidding. We're doing everything we can. But, but I, you know, everything, I just always mention my wife, Leanne, but she said, it's going to be a great evening. You're going to hear great poetry, you know? It's going to be a really great evening because we heard the crowd was not going to be as big as we had hoped. Welcome to the club. <laughs> it always is, or rarely is, bigger than we thought, which those are the things that make everything worthwhile. So the punchline is, thank God we have KPFK. Thank God we have Michael Novick, who, mm. who uh, is going to accept God for one minute when I praise him. <laughs> and, uh, and thank God we have Channing. Yes. And thank God we have Spanish and Soul. Welcome back to Voices from the Front Lines, your national movement building show, Wake Up and Smell the Revolution. I told you you were in for a treat. I hope I proved my point. I hoped Matt Sadio proved his point and Tongo proved his point and Eric Mann proved his point and Michael Novick proved the point. I think I said you were in for a treat and you got a treat. And now the the least you can do is call 818-985-5735 to support KPFK today. I know we're not in a fun drive, but I also know that KPFK needs our support now more than ever. And I I just want to end with just how powerful those clips are. I mean, for Tongo to include in his poem, capitalism as a dying society, as a disease, that's a city that's watching itself. And I don't know if you caught that. That one thing that he said is that 8.30 a.m. is actually when the city goes to sleep. People are asleep and it turns into a rat race. The very words that come from uh, uh, Bob Marley's song, right? Rat race. 
such important uh, work that they both do. And it's so important that you support their work and support KPFK by giving a contribution right now, 818-985-5735. And so the next segment on the show is going to be a big announcement uh, from Ke- about Keith Lamar and from Keith Lamar. I'm sure a lot of people have heard by now, but for those of you have, who have not, Keith Lamar, he's a prisoner on death row. He was convicted in 1993. The incident occurred as part of the Lucas prison uprising, and they had some false accusations of Keith, right? And they have put him on death row in Supermax. And so the conversation you are about to hear um, is one in which happened right before Eric and I went to Ohio to visit Keith. Um, but before I get into that, the big announcement is that initially when we were going to visit, we were under the impression, or in fact, it was we were under the reality, in fact, that November 16th, 2023, 2023, was to be his execution date. And we're proud to announce that Keith has written a short note to everyone um, and saying that uh, he's been granted a reprieve and so that his execution date has now moved back three and a half years to January 13th, 2027. And I'll read the note from Keith directly from Keith on the website. It says, hello, everyone. I just learned that the government has issued a reprieve in my case, meaning that the projected execution date of November the 16th has been moved and is now scheduled to take place on January 13th, 2027. This means I have an additional three and a half years with which to effect my escape from this nightmare. And it truly is a nightmare. As many of you know, three years can come and go in the blink of an eye. So let's take this time to double our efforts, energy, and resolve to end this madness once and for all and for good. Thanks so much for all of the love and support. It is from each of you that I have been given the faith and belief that the best possible things are still possible. The only thing left to do is to make that a reality, and we will. I just know it. I'm taking it all in, pausing to catch my breath, and regroup. Let's keep moving forward, everyone. Let's keep demanding justice. We're almost there. Onward, forward, let's go. Much love, Keith. So what a wonderful note. First of all, we learned that we have three and a half more years to fight for justice. Um, And the second thing is that just listen to the level of optimism under, uh, you know, it, it's it's unimaginable to me that Keith Lamar is under Supermax. And if you've ever been to uh, a maximum security prison, you, you know how demeaning it is. And awkwardly, it does, you know, reflect some of our public schools, which is a whole nother conversation. But you can't go in there with a with, with a wallet. You can't go in there with your phone. You have to take off all of your bracelets, as an example. You can't wear button-up shirts, right? You can barely even wear your belt, right? Um, And so when we went to visit him, 
They basically stripped us of everything. We can only go up there with a credit card and an ID. And we found that the only food that Keith Lamar actually gets is from those vending machines that sell popcorn and chips and all the fattening and sugary foods that are designed to kill you, right? Um, which you know goes back to why we are fighting to build strategy in Seoul to fight uh, food deserts all over the country. But if anywhere is a food desert, the prison system is definitely one part of that, right? And so look at the optimism under all of that. I mean, we go to visit Keith and he's chained to the floor. He is behind glass. We can barely touch his hand. And through all of that, he reaches out and wakes up with so much optimism. I just think it's so powerful and beautiful. And I think it's up to all of us to jump in on this fight and help as much as you can. And you can learn more about how to help at keatlamar.org. But without further ado, I will put on this great conversation between Eric and Keith um, in anticipation of us going and visiting Keith uh, in Ohio. And just one last thing to mention is that following this conversation, we went between June 8th and June 12th to Ohio to actually visit the Ohio State Penitentiary and to see Keith Lamar. And uh in a future show of Voices from the Frontlines, we do plan to have a follow-up conversation to talk about what this reprieve means and to outline how the visit went. I know I mentioned a few words about it, but there's so much more that we learned about living in a state penitentiary and under such oppression that I think can give us lessons for how do we organize around a system that is so intentional about its oppression and racism and imperialism and so much more. Hey, Eric, how you doing? I'm good, brother. I'm looking forward to seeing you. This is uh, very exciting. Yeah, man, I can't wait. I can't sleep, man. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm well, going to sleep in hours and, you know. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. You know, we have two visits. Uh, Channing Martinez and I come. I'm so excited we have two back-to-back visits with you. And um, it's going to be wonderful. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be wonderful. And we, and we hooked up the last one in person so we can hug each other out at the last minutes, you know, until the guard, yeah, puts yeah. Me, unless the guard puts me in solitary for hugging a prisoner or something. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> as you said, there's the key. I don't key. think they had a power to well, they have, you out, but they won't. They won't. Uh-huh. You, you can't guarantee that. Not with this system. <laughs> they, they, you told about the key from yeah. our rules, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right about that. They'll make another. They've been a little better since the home was right. They might offer us some free popcorn. Okay, that's what they've been doing lately. That's good. So listen, I'm very excited. I went back, Keith, and read. You know, I started reading the second conversation. The conversations are amazing, and I'm going to later read you some of your own words that are. um, Well, I thought we could start with. I had a thought, which is. V.I. Lennon said that there are decades where nothing happens and there are years where decades happen, like in the 60s, right? I mean, one year, like in 1968, the whole world, oh my God, you know, the Russians invaded Czechoslovakia, the Vietnamese won, Uh the the Tet Offensive, 
we took over the Columbia University. Uh, Dr. King was killed, you know, all in one year. So I was thinking about you, which is, I think for you, every day is a month. You know what I mean? The way you get so much into every day. Yeah, I try to, definitely. Right. So what I'm asking you now is, as we get closer to the date that we have every reason to believe is not going to happen, how do you work every day? How does your mind work? I mean, I'm thinking, um, and this might sound um, egotistical, but I live, you know, in a way that what I'm doing now will, will, will mean something 50 years from now. I mean, we all leave in this planet. A lot of us will leave, not you, of course, because you also have done a lot with your life, a lot with your time, with your talent and potential. But a lot of people will leave this planet without anyone knowing that they were here. That's right. And I think, I think in some ways that's tragic. In some ways, you know, going back to your analogy about the, a decade when nothing happens and a month when decades happen. Same thing could be said about people's lives. You know, uh, some people are only here for a short period of time. You said Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King was in his 30s. That's exactly right. Malcolm X was in his 30s. That's right. George Jackson didn't even make it to his 30s. And they lived more. And I just think, and, and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to follow in their footsteps, not focus on how long I live, but how well I live. Not the quantity, but the quality of my years. How I spend my time, you know, making sure that uh, I get the most out of what has been given, what has been learned, what has been endured, what has been conquered. And so I'm just living from that from that standpoint. I, like you, like everybody, expect the governor to hold true to the presidents that he has put in place. It would be a great departure uh, from his practices if he went forward with my execution. And I think, you know, in, in, in some ways that would be a mistake on his part. Right. And, um, yeah, yeah, but that aside, man, you know, I also live with the awareness that I can die next week, next month, tomorrow. And so um, I think now, because it was a lot of years, Eric, you know, where I was just sat back and I waited on the, the process, the wheels of justice to deliver me to my my freedom. Then I just started thinking about or reformulating in my mind what freedom actually is. And so that's how I live my life, man. I just, you know, I, I try to be as free as I possibly can in the sense that I, I try to listen and direct my course based on my inner thoughts and my inner formulation, man, and just try to live that out and see it and share that with other people that's in my life and who I love, you know. But, yeah, I think some of the stuff I'm doing right now will mean something 50 years from now, just like, you know, other people that we talk a lot about. No, I think you already, Keith, you're making your mark. You have a lot more to give. Um, But, you know, you know, I mean, you're still... Uh, you have cards to play, and you have books to write, and songs to sing, and 
you know, I think that yeah. you and I are both very deeply philosophical, you know, uh, not just do the work, but, you know, I think about this all the time as a moral, you know, I was raised in the civil rights movement, very evangelical. You know, I was just talking at this uh, event in L.A. and I said, you know, we used to sing, we are soldiers in the army. We're going to fight although we have to die. We're going to hold, we're going to hold up our bloodstained banner. We're going to hold it up until we die. Medgar Evers was in the army. You know, and we would sing all these people, right? And Medgar Evers, mm -hmm. I think, died in his 30s uh, or early 40s. And, yeah. and they live, they live, they live. And your effort yeah. to not waste a minute is why you're doing so great. You know what I mean? Not that you don't have depression and downs, but, uh, you know, sometimes I'm working with Channing and it's eight o'clock at night and I said, wait, did that thing happen this morning? You know, like the whole day is so long that we we just get, we squeeze everything we can out of one day. And that's what makes yeah. me, you know what I'm saying? That's what makes me happy about my life. And, that's what you're doing great, Keith. I mean, you're just, you've developed the art of, you know, of productivity and philosophy. And, um, you know, I'm going to read you something from this guy, Keith Lamar. I want you to read something from his last conversation. You know, it's funny. They, uh, mm -hmm. it's, this is about your hunger strike. So they transcribed yeah. it. And this is you speaking, of course. It says, yeah. It's just, you know, just, you know, it's not my first homeless strike. The guy got it wrong. But homeless isn't a bad, you know, he, he didn't get a hunger strike. He trans The machine transcribed it wrong. But a homeless strike isn't bad either. I imagine it won't be my last at some point. I'm hoping that people faced with the situation, I understand, you know, human beings are being tortured. All right, so human beings are being tortured. So the pedestrian on the outside looks so calm and collected on the outside of the green the manicured lines and, you know, the whitewashed buildings and whatnot, you know, looking like a college campus, man. But what's happening in here is happening on the inside. So it's just great writing, you know what I mean? In every sentence and every paragraph, uh, they make it look like a college campus and they're torturing people inside. Yeah, and they're profiting off of the pain that they are inflicting. That's what I think is the most despicable thing. I mean, um, we know as human beings that we are capable of doing some horrible things to one another. But capitalism dictates that you monetize what you are doing, monetize the madness, monetize the, the exploitation, the pain, and everything that, you know, how can we make money off of, you know, uh, these people who we have decided are worth nothing? Right. How can we now make billions of dollars off of these worthless people, you know, which gives truth to the lie to some of the um, things that they, that they, that, 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 that they themselves um, believe, you know, so many contradictions riven through this whole apparatus that these people have put together. It's just, it's just, it's just monstrosity, man. It really is. It's a monstrosity. Um, and it's a continuation of something that has been in motion for centuries, man. You know, um, 
certainly George Jackson and Frederick Douglass. You can go back, you know, uh, Martin Luther King, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Keith, man, it's just something, yeah. Yeah, well, you had a good thing about uh, monetizing the madness. Then you could add monstrosity that monetizes the madness. You got your alliteration in there. So uh, you're right, capitalism monetizes the madness. You know, I'm doing work on, in my own mind, the 1492 project, you know, the 1619 mm -hmm. project, but, you know, in 1492, yeah, right, in 1492, uh, the Spanish government at the behest of the Catholic Church, because they believed that anybody who was not Catholic uh, should be killed. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they had to be killed. So they set up the ideological <laughs> yeah, basis, right? They yeah. set up the ideological basis yeah. for genocide because they went up and, and so check this out. In the, in the same year, the Spanish had the Inquisition against the Jews. They drove the Moors from Spain and they invaded the mm -hmm. Americas in one year. And yeah. that system was based on annihilating the Jews, annihilating the Moors, and certainly annihilating the indigenous people. And the roots even go before that, I've been doing some studying, but certainly 1492 shapes everything that's happened to you in your life and mine. Everything that's happened in yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Not just my life, but yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, right. it's a continuation of that. I was reading something not too long ago about what you're talking about, about the, uh, the papal bull. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it was put out and, and gave Europeans the, 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 the marching orders that um, anywhere you go, where there's not, you know, uh, Christian Catholics or whatever, that you are, you can take their land, you can kill them, you can do whatever you want. You know, I forgot exactly the name or the term that was used to shield these people, lawyers, whatever you want to call them, murderers, rapists, whatever. Um, but yeah, that and it's still in play today, no doubt, no no question about it. You read any history book, it seems like you read about current events, man. The only difference is the technology with which they carry out the same uh, missions. You know, it's the same thing, and it's not surprising. What's surprising is is that so many people have been educated out of understanding. What we are caught up in, We're miseducated out of understanding what we are caught up in. You know, prior generation, your generation, uh, and, and those who came before you, even these people were illiterate right. and understood more than we understand today. You know, and, and yeah. were willing to put their lives on the line for what they took to be, you know, uh, uh, their lawful right as human beings to walk free on this earth, you know, people, countless, countless people. And that's some of the things that I try to talk about when I'm when I'm when I'm engaging with with the students, man, just trying to invoke the the, the, the people who were marching in the civil rights movement, who were being sprayed by water holes or bitten by dogs, trying to, you know, demonstrate or, or point that out to young people so they can know these people came through here. Right. That's right. Walk through in the same valleys or whatever alleys that we are walking through right now, but they it, it was different. 
you know, they were demanding that they be treated like human beings. We we accept mediocrity as, you know, part of our inheritance. And, 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 it's, and it shouldn't be the case, man. It really shouldn't be the case. That we should be standing up and fighting, not just by ourselves, but with each other, for each other. But we, we have lost something along the way. Oh, these people have gotten better, you know. And, uh, that's, what they, that's what really what has happened, man. You know, well, these people me, have gotten better. Well, I want to ask you a question. Um, you, know, I, you know, I'm working on a book, and I'm going to send you some of the chapters. I should have sent it. It's called I okay. Saw a Revolution yeah. with My Own Eyes, History, mm -hmm. Strategy, and Organizing for the Revolution We Need Today. So one of the things I want to ask you is, have you been reading much about the Haitian Revolution, the Chinese Revolution, the Russian Revolution? Mm -hmm. Because here's some good news. I'm going to tell you some good news. The United States is losing all over the world. Um, there's mm -hmm. a big article I'll send you by Fareed Zakaria, who's this commentator on CNN, saying that mm -hmm. most of the world does not like the United States and that yeah, yeah. most of the world is moving towards China and Russia, that India is moving towards China, that I like the mm -hmm. People's Republic of China big time, and they've done a lot of great things for Black people. Du Bois went there, Shoei Gray and Du Bois went there. So, did you ever read a book called Red Star Over China? No, I, no, I haven't. I, I did read uh, Black Joker Bins. Um, oh, good. You Black did. Joker Bins yeah. by yeah, T.L.R. James, by yes. the Haitian Revolution. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That's in my bookstore. I think that's a important book. Yeah, that's in our bookstore. Oh, yeah? You got a bookstore? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. we got yeah. a bookstore, and your book is in it. Um, we have a oh, bookstore, cool, cool. and this guy who came, Keith, he said, oh, this is a curated bookstore. And what he meant by that, because that was the first time I heard it, is every title there uh, has been chosen by me. And there's only 100, only 100 books or so to get into the bookstore. So it's got, mm -hmm. it's got Black Reconstruction America by Du Bois. It's got Black Poetry. It's got a yeah, lot of Black Bible right there. Yeah. Right? It's got... Uh, yeah. Uh, it's got Black Reconstruction America, Black Bolshevik by Harry Haywood. It's got, as you said, Black Jacobins. It's got the Black Woman uh, uh, by Tony K. Bombara. Um, yeah, yeah. And I want to get you a couple of these books on Russian. I'm going to send you some of these books on Russian and Chinese history because, just let me take a minute. Um, until the Russian Revolution, there was no hope. You know what I mean? Every country was either imperialist or a colony. And all of a sudden, the Russians overthrew the Tsar and developed the Soviet Union. I know you know this, mm -hmm. but the, the United States, 13 different countries invaded the Soviet Union to destroy it because you were not allowed to have an alternative to capitalism. And then the Chinese Revolution in 1949, Russia, the, the Cuban Revolution, 1959, the Vietnamese Revolution, 1975. So now, all over the world, you know, the United States is pro for pro provoking this war in Ukraine, and the whole third world is saying we're not supporting it. So what I'm getting to is you have allies all over the world who are standing up to the United States right now. We are not alone which is why Biden mm -hmm. wants to start a war all over the world. 
right? I mean, why does he want to start a war? Because because nobody in the world likes the United States anymore. Well, I mean, I was just reading a, a book by um, Ruth Wilson Gilmore. Yeah. Um, about abolition. Um, and she was saying that the United States has this doctrine called infinite prosperity. And violence is a uh, uh, mainstay of that ideology. Right. Violence is, you know, is go hand in hand with imperialism. That's right. No one voluntarily gives up their life, their, their, their land, you know, um, but, you know, those things are, are, are taken, um, forced on, on, on other people. I mean, it's, it's an old blueprint that imperialist powers have to play all the way to the end. I mean, they're going to take us, the whole of humanity, over a cliff right. because that's the only thing that it can do. Even Biden, just one person, he, he represents this uh, a power structure. That's right. But even him, man, you know, he's indicative of the, the waning. I mean, he, he, I saw him fall down the other day. It was <laughs> right. so... Right. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I, you know, and, and I'm saying he's stumbling. That's the United States, though. You know, people not looking at the, you know, what that represents. And then the people who you have vying for the, 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 the seat of power. You know, all these unstable, old dinosaurs. I'm talking about in terms of the ideology, not 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 so much the age, but in terms of they they just stuck in that mode. And I understand it, you know, I understand it. I understand why they would be. I just don't understand why, like when people hear about the war that's going over in Ukraine, Vladimir Putin is the corporate. He's the the monster in that uh, narrative, of course, when it's told from the standpoint of Americans. Right. But it's a history, you know, obviously um, that. That, that we here in America being so isolated that we don't know about the the the, the, the run up to those type of um, those confrontations, not just with, with Russia, but you know, in, in other various parts of the country, and as it also relates to the crisis, quote unquote, at the border, and why these people from Central and South America are coming here because Americans have made it unlivable for them to to live in their own countries. And all, all those things are, are are becoming are coming to to the surface where people can see and better understand. And now the end is near, and so I got to face the final curtain. Friends. Well, we've done it again. Another show of voices from the front lines. And I hope you truly have woken up and you're smelling the revolution. We had Keith Lamar just speaking on air uh, from Ohio State Prison. No other station is doing that. Just just want to point that out to you. We had a KPFK benefit at Strategy and Soul in which two poets brought in such a creative way politics and culture into one room which is basically the strategy of strategy and soul we support kpfk i support kpfk on a monthly basis and i hope you would call 818-985-5735 to support kpfk today we need your support 
and this radio station is so vitally important for the movement. As always, you can find the recording of this show on every podcast site you can think of, including SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And you can go to our website, www.voicesfromthefrontlines.com to get the audio that way as well. And because it's radio and I can't see your beautiful smiles, you're frowning at something we said, we want to see it all. And that means that we want to hear from you via email. You can email me, channing at voicesfromthefrontlines.com, or you can email eric at voicesfromthefrontlines.com. We want your reactions, and we will read them on the air. It never gets old. I'll keep saying it to the day I die. All power to the people. My fill, my share of losing. Now, tears subside. Find it all so amusing. Do they? I get all that, and may I say, not in a sly way. Not to say the things he truly 